All right, Nebraska Athletics Podcast, episode 26. We're here on uh, last day of October, Halloween, October 31st, uh, less than 48 hours away from football Saturday. Huskers heading to West Lafayette, Indiana, uh, take on the Purdue Boilermakers. It's an 11 a.m. Central Time kickoff on Fox. Um, Brian, obviously uh, a little bit of a disappointing weekend last weekend at home. Um, I know Coach Frost is... Had a couple of media availabilities, obviously, after the game. Uh, had his press conference on Monday and then talked again today. Um, I guess what have, we, what have we learned from the coaches and players on how the team's kind of uh, – what kind of frame of mind they're in heading east to uh, Purdue? Well, as rough as it's been, I think they're probably feeling better than Bryce Harper is today. <laughs> yeah, that, well, <laughs> Bryce, who, who do you think feels worse in that situation? Bryce Harper – for not being on the Nationals anymore, or A.J. Hinch for not throwing Garrett Cole at the end of the game? Um, it's probably 50-50. <laughs> for some reason, I keep thinking of Harper over and yeah. over, but he's with the Phillies now, so good for him. Yeah. And he makes way more money than you or I will ever see in our lifetime. Did you watch any of the game last night? I did watch the majority of the game. Um, a former Royal of yours, uh, Zach Grinke, was cruising for most of the game. Uh, Astros were looking like they were going to win. And as John Smoltz said on the broadcast, I don't know if we'll ever have a World Series again where the road team will win every game in a seven-game series. And not only that, the home team lost every game. Well, yes. That kind of has to happen for the road team to win every <laughs> game. But no neutral site games. In the yes, World that Series. was a joke. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Okay. But yes, I did watch the game. Very surprising. Stayed up for the whole thing. And then after that, I watched the Timberwolves, uh, Timberwolves 76ers game. Um which you're probably like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? As a Timberwolves fan, the T-Wolves were 3-0, and then I figured they would lose to the 76ers, which they did, but also Carl Anthony Towns got in a fight with Joel Embiid during the game, and uh, oh, wow. he'll probably be out for a couple games, so we'll see how that goes. But people probably That's what here. happens when your, your football team's 4-4 four and four right now, and <laughs> we talk things about the aren't going and... the greatest. And... Well, for but... those that didn't uh, haven't heard what Coach Frost said today, um, and that practice reports on huskers.com and a video of coach frost post-practice media availability is on there as well what uh what did coach frost think of the week of practice and what uh what what should we expect i think it was probably the shortest press gathering that he's had since he's been here it was about three minutes and that was about it so very tight-lipped didn't say much and I don't think that's very surprising because I, I think um, I think he knows what he has right now and what they need to do, and there's only so much more you can say. And he's not going to divulge a lot of information about the quarterback situation. So, of course, somebody asked, and you have to as a reporter, how is Adrian looking this week? And his response was dark hair, about 225 pounds. So that's how he's looking this week. And uh, Adrian says that he's ready to go. And it kind of sounds like from Troy Walters as well that he's probably going to come back this week after a four-week layoff because of a, of a knee injury. So whether he's 100%, I, it's probably not accurate, but probably good enough to play if uh, – if the trainers say so. So we haven't seen Adrian since the Northwestern game on the first Saturday of August, and that was 
the last time Nebraska won, too. They won that game with Noah Vedrill in the second half, 13-10, to and lost at Minnesota with Noah Vedrill, and then a week off, and then a combination of Noah Vedrill and Luke McCaffrey last week. I thought they both performed very well, but the defense didn't, and a loss to Indiana, 38-31. So a 4-4 four and four record, and 2-3 and three in the league, and you need two more wins to get to a bowl game. So... I think getting Adrian back this week, if that's the case, will give them a boost um, since he's a team captain and leader and all those things. But the defense still has to do its part, too. And Purdue's been really beat up across the board, offense and defense. And everybody wants to know if uh, uh, Wandale, uh, Rondale. Rondale Moore will be playing this week. He hasn't played in uh, since longer than Adrian Martinez for Nebraska. So... Uh, there's speculation that maybe he could return this week, but again, how percentage-wise healthy is he? Is he as fast as what he has been? Who knows? So it's it's two teams really kind of beat up right now, both really needing a victory, and that's that's kind of what's in the in the cards uh, for Saturday in in Indiana. Yeah, and obviously with the. Uh uh, a win would be huge for the Huskers, uh, but then you get the bye week, and so kind of with what you were just talking about with the uh, being kind of dinged up, it gives you that basically two weeks, not two weeks off because you're still going to practice during that time, but um, mm-hmm. a little bit more time to recuperate before uh, the Wisconsin Badgers come to town in two weeks. Um, then you're at Maryland, and then you host the Hawkeyes at home to uh, wrap up the regular season, and Hopefully, yeah, you pick up two wins over, at least two wins over your next four games, and then you uh, get to continue your season and have bowl practice. And I know that's something that, I mean, not only do you want to go to a bowl just for the players, but I think this coaching staff really would appreciate having those extra couple weeks of practice just for development, especially with some of the younger guys. Yeah, that's huge, uh, especially when you're at the stage in the program and still kind of building depth and with as many young players as they have on the team, that's that's crucial. It's essential to get mm-hmm. that much more practice time. Plus, it's it's been two years, uh, two years in a row that there's not been a bowl game. So there's players in there who've not been to a bowl and would like to go to one. Yeah. So there's there's lots of reasons, obviously, to uh, to get to a bowl game. Uh, not the least of which it would kind of rejuvenate spirits around here. And if you end a season on a high note with a bowl victory that that's just a good feeling for the entire fan base and program and everybody going into the off season so um gotta see if there's two more wins out there and hopefully saturday's one of them hope so uh well something else will be starting soon and that's men's the men's basketball uh regular season schedule but last night they had an exhibition game against doan um i know you were in attendance for that um did you learn anything new about the men's basketball team? One thing I did hear today on the radio was uh, I think they shot the ball 65 or so times, and all but three of them were either three-pointers or balls in the paint. So I think that's kind of what we um, will see from the Fred Hoiberg offense is uh, high, high percentage shots from inside the paint or three-point shots, which, as we all know, is worth more than a two-pointer. So. I think Deshaun Burke had a kind of a pull-up fadeaway 16-footer type shot, and it went in, and 
it was the worst shot of the night, according to Fred Hoiberg, and he was actually, actually he said he was pissed that it went in because it could have been a teaching moment, but it did. So uh, that's probably one of the three shots you're talking about that uh, was was from that range. But yeah, that's it's a lot of what we've heard, and I was really impressed with their athleticism and ability to get out and run. And granted, the the competition wasn't what you're going to see down the road, but there's some players in the team like Cam Mack. I, you know, Nebraska's never had a player with a triple-double. It's happened, in, I think, in an exhibition game one time before, but I think that streak ends soon with a guy named Cam Mack. I mean, he's he's got it all. He's very uh, instinctive with the ball. His, his passing abilities are great. Uh, he's he, he gets in there and rebounds, and that's going to be essential for Nebraska especially with its guards because of its overall lack of size is for the guards to get in there and, and, and grab rebounds. And of course he can score. So I, uh, he, you looked up last night and he had in the first half, like five points, six rebounds and six assists and just like no time. And then he didn't play as much after that. So, but I, I think he's a guy that can really, uh, really lead this team. And he's, he's fast. And as coach Hoiberg has said, he's, probably the fastest guard that he's ever been around which is really saying something so and there's there's more players like him too that's you know obviously the issue is going to be overall lack of size and that's something we've heard around here for a long time so this is nothing really new but I, I think it's more than just the inside though I think it's just throughout throughout the team that there's going to be concern about that but uh, and you know you scored 91 points and still we're just eight of 20 whatever on three-point range and 11 of 24 I think on free throws so and they didn't score the first you know three four minutes of the game and like I said they scored, still scored 91 points so that's a it's a team that can score and will score and I think they can defend at a reasonably good clip which with Doc Sadler you think that would be a pretty good thing so again I think it comes down to rebounding and and just playing together in that, you know, with a new team with as many newcomers as they have, it, that's going to be essential too. But uh, I think it'll be a fun brand of basketball to watch. I really do. So um, one thing that I think is going to be something most this year is going to be the rebounding just from a size aspect. Um, but something you wrote about this week was um, on a newcomer. Well, they're all almost all newcomers, but a freshman on the team this year. Um you Ivan, have to say his name. You brought Ivan him up. Way Druago, okay. I believe. is that That's pretty close, I would say. Sure. Uh, what you, you have a write-up on, uh, on Hustlers.com about him. What did, what did you learn? I mean, he's the youngest guy on the team, if I believe. He's 17, oh, yeah. maybe just turned 18. He's still 17. But, and he, um, we have him listed 6'9", 260. He is a big 17-year-old. Yeah, he is. And he's he just... In general, he looks older than 17, mm-hmm. not not just his size, but just his looks and everything and his demeanor. You wouldn't guess that he's 17 years old, but he is. And he's he's raw, and I think that's the best, best way to say it. I think that uh, he didn't necessarily play big offensively last night, but he's, again, going to be one of those guys that will really be needed for rebounding. And I thought he controlled the ball well and, you know, moved well for a big guy and he said that himself that he can he can move around and is, is fast offensively and defensively so I don't think you know he's not a you know going to be a slow plod, uh, plodging type of guy he's a plodger type of guy he'll be a guy who can get up and down the court and but 
still a lot of room for improvement. He's never lifted weights uh, until he came over here. He had never lifted a weight in his life, so he's learned how to assert himself in the weight room, and we'll see how that helps with his overall strength. But he's, as Fred Hoiberg said, he's got a uh, Big Ten-ready body. It's just got to be kind of refined and uh, his his skills and everything to uh, and improve to this level, but he'll he'll play. He'll have to play because of his position and uh, Derek Walker, the transfer from Tennessee, who's got to sit out this season there without him. But he's trying to help him along in practice, so it'll be uh, it'll be fun to watch him mature and grow over the next few years. Yeah, they have a pretty, couple of pretty good players on the scout team this year with uh, him, uh, Delano Banton. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll. Uh, Basketball regular season kicks off uh, Tuesday, Tuesday I believe. UC Riverside at uh, Pinnacle Bank Arena. Um, on the other side, um, women's basketball team has their exhibition game on Saturday, 4 p.m. at Pinnacle Bank Arena. They're taking on Rogers State, um, where Amy Williams actually coached at at one time. Um, and then they kick off their season Wednesday, um, an early game. It's a noon tip on next Wednesday, but it's a uh, the Nebraska Life Skills office is putting on a sportsmanship prep rally. I know they're inviting lots of uh, youth from not only Lincoln, but all the surrounding communities to come mm-hmm. in for the game that day. So um, women's bas- so men's basketball tips off Tuesday night, uh, UC Riverside, and then the, the women will kick tip off um, the next morning, uh, afternoon, I guess, noon, Wednesday, <laughs> November 6th, Alabama A&M in town to take on uh, Amy Williams' group. Um, well, what else, Brian? What do you got? Uh, I guess we got volleyball this weekend. Rutgers Friday night, big, and, big match with Penn State and, on Saturday. And Penn too. State on Saturday. Yeah. Um, Saturday night, uh, I think Rutgers is. Uh, let's check here. I think it's seven o'clock. Maybe it's um, Rutgers seven p.m. Friday night. That's on NET in state. BTM Plus out of state, and then Saturday night, Penn State in town. 7:30 p.m. That game's on, uh, or that match is on BTN. Um, so yeah, get over to Devaney Center. I'm sure there's probably not very many tickets out there for uh, Saturday night's match with Penn State. Um, what else you got in the, the hopper that people can be looking for on Hunters.com? Uh, story story wise, uh, just some, probably some basketball stuff upcoming. Uh, we'll have a, obviously a report from the football game on Saturday, but kind of switching gears to, to some basketball stuff upcoming and uh, we'll have more from the as I, I call it the school day on mm-hmm. on Wednesday with the life skills and uh, have a re- uh, report from that as well yeah I'll so. be interested to see I know I've talked to Jeff Creesh who handles our communications for the women's basketball team and is also on the the radio call with Matt Cotney I've I know they sent out a lot of invitations and had a lot of schools yeah there'll be a lot of uh, it'll, uh, it'll be a full arena I don't yeah. you know if you be packed, packed full, but it'll be fairly full. And it'll be a lot of young voices in there. Full. So, yeah, that's a good opportunity. I'm sure a lot of those kids probably don't always have the opportunity to come to a, a college basketball game. So, um, and hey, they're probably going to miss most of school that day. So, <laughs> even if you're not Absolutely. a basketball fan, if you're going to miss a, a day off of school and go hang out with your friends, uh, that's not that's not a bad thing. So, all right, well, uh, what, what are you dressing up as tonight? Uh, I'm not. You're not okay. <laughs> you got? Are you giving out any good candy? Probably not. I'm gonna probably go watch some high school football. Okay. So. Oh, uh, let's see. Yeah, play state playoffs start this yeah. week, so you're going to watch eight man then probably. If it's Thursday. Uh, well, night. there's there's eight man. There's also some eleven man too. I oh, think, they're playing too. on so the Thursday, A and, Friday. Uh, yeah, the A's and B's. I think um, 
Where you are the ones on Friday? I haven't decided yet. I'll okay. have to kind of wait and see. But I think the uh, A's and B's play on on Friday. So yeah, we're not uh, we're not far away from uh, state football championships here at Memorial Stadium. Uh, a couple of weeks, so those will be on Monday and Tuesday prior to the Iowa game. So um, yes, I will not be dressing up either. I will have my kids out. Um, I will probably be dressed up very warmly because I'm guessing it's going to be cold out. But my son is a avid Halloween trick-or-treater so we will probably be out even if it was a blizzard tonight <laughs> but in Which that, we've had those before we have i always thought the good thing though if it's a blizzard and if you're a kid that's willing to do it you're probably going to get a ton of candy because mm-hmm. there's not going to be many, many people out you can have as much as you want at that point <laughs> and my son needs it he weighs about 40 pounds and he's only like eight he's only eight so mm-hmm. he needs to pack on some pounds all right enough about that well uh for brian i'm jeremy and uh we'll see you next time